Welcome to the Parlay Fantasy Football Podcast, your one-stop shop for all your fantasy advice, tips, tricks, do's and don'ts, and all the sports handicapping you can think of. Here we go. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Parlay Fantasy Football Podcast. It is your host, Matt. We do have our other co-host, Jason, here with us. Unfortunately, we do not have our other co-host, Mr. Shane. He just had his first child a couple days ago, I do believe. Like three, four days ago, right, Jay? Yes, sir. So we want to congratulate Shane and his wife for their first child. I know he was super excited about it. It is a daughter. Jason, what's the name? What What is her name again? Joanna Ruth Adams. Just a gorgeous name. We we just we can't thank, or we cannot be happier for Shane and his wife and uh, their first child being born. That's just an amazing thing. I've got two kiddos of my own. Even though they're kind of annoying right now, uh, <laughs> for a while it was uh, no, nah, they're they're a blessing in the sky, man. It's a it's a good thing to to bring life into this world, and um, we look forward to the future for Shane. We look forward to having him back on the show. Um, I do believe he is just going to take a couple weeks off, uh, just so he can be with his wife, his newborn, and um, yeah. Jace, you got anything to add there? Oh no, I just want to say congrats to Shane and Pam. Beautiful daughter, Jojo. That's what I'm going to call her. Oh, I like it. I'm the only one out of us three who doesn't have dad powers right now. (laughs) Shane is gathering those dad powers. I was looking (laughs) at new balances to buy him to cut the lawn (laughs) in the future for. So it's one of those things. I'm happy for him. But, hey, I'm glad to be back and talking some dynasty football, baby. That's right. That's right. Jay, we do need to come together. We do need to come together and get him a couple pair of New Balance shoes, bro. For real. Oh, and just yeah. <laughs> send them to him as a gag gift. That would be so dope. I have heard those shoes are actually really, really, really comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> yeah. like, so have surprisingly, I. Surprisingly, I was like, are, are, are they New Balances or are they the Nike Monarchs? No, no, no. They are the straight up all white, blue in logoed New Balances, mm-hmm. my guy. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, it was the newbies or Nikes? But yeah. He needs his dad lawnmowing shoes. Now. That's right. He's already dude. got the superpowers. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, congrats, Shane. We are very happy for you here uh, on the show, and we look forward to you getting back. But most of all, we look forward to you spending some time with your uh, with your family. So, um, Jason kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh, tonight, we are going to be talking about dynasty. Now, we're not going to talk about startup just yet. We're going to kind of talk about you know if you're in year two and beyond. In Dynasty, because right now we're a couple weeks removed from the Super Bowl. Um, the NFL Combine comes up shortly. <clears throat> but if you're in your second year and beyond, you're already kind of starting to strategize your Dynasty lineups. You're, you're starting to strategize your team, uh, where you want to be uh, by the time that the rookie draft gets here. And kind of what you want your team to kind of be looking like uh, when you get there. Obviously... As the weeks progress, we will get into more dynasty startups. We'll do some mock drafts. 
And then when Shane gets back, we definitely want to talk about some of the some of the rookie players that are going to be entering the draft this year and that are going to be playing in the NFL. We do want to talk about our takes on those guys as well. But in the meantime, while Shane is gone, we figured this would be a nice little um, segment to talk about when you're starting to look at your dynasty teams. So that being said, most dynasty commissioners, they have opened up the, the next year in your dynasty. And right now you're kind of looking at you're looking at your roster. You're looking at, you know, guys that you think that you're probably going to drop when you draft a rookie um, and so on and so forth. You're looking at players who might be getting up there in age but still have star power to help rebuild your team for the future, uh, you know, when, when this rookie draft comes along. So that being said, Jason, I want to ask you, what is your number one strategy right now? Uh, for instance, you know, Jay and I are in with Shane as well. We're in a couple dynasty leagues together. One's on year two, one's on year three, I think. What is your, what's your top strategy right now, now that the new season has been opened up by the commish? Like, what are you looking for? So, based on, I, I have two, I am in two dynasty, no, three dynasty leagues. Two of them, I'm set up very well for the future i got a lot of young guys and i got a lot of talent to where in the in that draft i'm taking the best available whoever whoever's falling to i'm not going to be really trading up because i mean first overall pick is looking like Dijon probably this year for the rookies and whatnot i would agree i'm going to look for best i'm going to look for best available there's a lot of stud receivers in this draft i think there's some low name running or kind of low graded running backs who could make a splash this upcoming year. But in leagues that I think I'm positioned well in, I'm going to go for best available. Now in the league, I'm not so hot in, I got, I got some older players. They're getting to the end of their prime and mm -hmm. whatnot. I'm looking to move up. Cause I mean, I, you know, your guys who you like, you we're going to, we got to wait for the combine and you got to wait to see what team they get selected to and whatnot. That all matters. But I think if you are in a position to where you need to take a risk, you might look at trading up and for a couple guys in this draft, because there are some studs when it comes to the running back and wide receiver position in this draft. So it depends on where you're at to answer your question. If bad, bad team or not so good team, I'm going to take risk. Good team, I'm the draft best available. Right. And that's a you know, that's a pretty good way to look at it. You know, if you were in a position, Jay, the let's just say, you know, theoretically speaking, you had oh let's just say you had CMC as a running back and that was your top player. That was your top producer all year. Yep. Um and then you had a second running back like um gosh, I normally I normally pivot to like Josh Jacobs here, but he had a killer year. Um Brees Hall. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Let's say you had CMC and Brees Hall, and then you had a decent receiver, receiving core, like a – it's kind of hard to pick pick a name here. But let's just say you had, you know, a good running back, and then obviously mm -hmm. another good running back just didn't pan out for you. And right. then like one or two decent receivers, and then that was pretty much the only people that produced for you. Are you willing to mm – -hmm. you know, and let's just say you – let's say you made the playoffs – Let's say you you know you lost first round, so you didn't make it far. Bottom half of the draft, correct. 
Yeah, okay. if you're in the bottom half of the draft and you know you have rising stars like a Brandon I or uh, uh, not. Wow, well, I don't know why that name just came <laughs> to me. Breeze Hall, and right. um, let's say Pittman. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's say you had Breeze Hall and Pittman on your bench. Are you willing to trade a CMC? Um, to move up in that draft, knowing that you're you're close. You're close on your roster to to be in the top echelon, but you're not quite there because you you really have to ride on the back of your top guy. Is that something that you're kind of willing to look at? Because you know, I feel like a lot of teams are in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a couple teams that just steamrolled people. Um, like obviously, if you had Josh Jacobs, you did not expect to see what you did from him this year, um, and he probably got you a lot of W's. So, are you willing to trade a guy like CMC? That would be a better comparison. Yeah, or say Josh Jacobs. We'll we'll throw Josh Jacobs in there because CMC, no, I would not trade. Okay. Josh Jacobs, that would be tempting. That would really be tempting with the new look Raiders team. You don't know what's going on with them at the moment. Was that Josh Jacobs here? I would consider selling Josh Jacobs in order to move up to get get the second overall pick. I don't know if someone's going to give up the first overall spot this year unless you make them a really sexy trade i am a more component in that position i would be more so willing to sell picks than players because you know you're there and you need that one piece so i'd be looking to try to sell picks for the upcoming year or even in that draft because i wouldn't want to get rid of a star player but if i had josh jacobs that would be something that'd be really really willing to consider moving up to get the first or second overall pick if I really liked a guy. Now, another, you know, kind of to just kind of veer off a little bit, is Saquon, mm-hmm. is Saquon a guy that you would trade? Or do you think as a dynasty guy, you're you're going to hold on to him just because he's not the oldest running back? You know what I mean? He just has right. not done what, you know, I don't think he's ever going to get back to that level that he was at when he broke out like his rookie year and I don't know what mm-hmm. he, I think he had a pretty good sophomore year. Um, I, I honestly don't remember, but is that a guy that you're willing to trade? Even if you were to move up, because I know I'm not giving up a second overall pick for Saquon, but if you could get I, a top five pick, would you trade Saquon? Uh, if you get a three or four, would you trade Saquon? I, I think this is his last year. Hmm. I think this is Saquon's last year. In my opinion, I could be wrong. We we all know about running backs in the NFL and their longevity and whatnot. Right. The short lifespan. This is that's an interesting play to where Saquon, yeah, he did he he did look a lot better in the Brian Dable offense right. with New York. It's just one of those things to where I think Shane says it best. Shane always says every player is for sale. When it comes to fantasy football, it just has to be for the right price. Right. And so I think that, yes, you could move on for Saquon. I don't think I would just trade Saquon straight up for a pick. I would need something uh, or just one pick. I would need something else in return. But, yes, I think everybody has a price. And so maybe if, if, if someone's willing to give me Bijan for Saquon, I would do it. Really? <clears throat> you're you're loving that yep. you're loving Bijan right off the bat, huh? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think right he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a beast. It, it, I feel like it's a lot of like the Brees Hall 
hype from last year, mm-hmm. and Brees Hall would have been awesome if he didn't get if he didn't get injured. Um, now okay, kind of reverting reverting away from what you had said earlier. In one of your leagues, you're sitting real pretty. You've got a, just a stacked roster. If you are a if you're a dynasty owner in that situation, and let's say you have, I mean, obviously, I don't think this is necessarily. Well, maybe it is in some leagues, but let's say you have right. a mm-hmm. let's say you have CMC, Derrick Henry, as your two running backs. Um, let's say you have just a couple good receivers, like a Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. and a. Um, I don't know. I'm kind I'm of young at receiver. On yeah, I'm like, young at receiver, and I'm I'm good at running back. I I get the big names. Okay, so yeah, and I'm set. Okay, let's say you have or Jalen Waddle was kind of a bad comp because he's mm-hmm. young, but let's say you have two receivers that are still doing good, like an Amari Cooper and you know another player who are getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. But you think you know one more year, I could probably roll it. Are you gonna? Are you willing to trade some of one or two of those players for multiple picks to kind of rejuvenize your team and get some youth in there? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. I think I think all of what Dynasty is about is put yourself in a GM shoes. Put right. yourself in the GM shoes in the NFL. Like I know we're not going contract based and all that sort of stuff, but age and production and what is going on with their team coaching staff you got to take all that into account and the older a player gets we we saw amari cooper perfect example deshaun watson we thought he was going to come in ball out yeah and, that didn't happen at best yeah he didn't so uh, it's i i am a big component or i love the component of getting younger i agree in dynasty i agree with you because the longer, because I mean, those are your guys, and the longer you can hold on to those guys that are twenty four to twenty six, rather than having guys that are thirty plus, they're gonna, they're the guys in their twenties are going to be in the prime for a little bit longer. You have more of you have more of a grace period with those players rather than trying to trade for a guy who's at the end of his prime or keeping a guy at his at the end of his prime, hoping for one more good year. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I know I'm in a couple mm-hmm. leagues. Um, I don't have my rosters pulled up in front of me right now, but I know, you know, for example, I think it was our, I think it was our Dining Dynasty League. I made a lot of trades. I made a mm-hmm. lot of moves this year, and some good, some not so good. But one move that I did make that was good. It really left my team in shambles. But I was. I I was I was in I was one of those teams that was on those that running back carousel where every time I traded for running back they got hurt, so I had a lot of those guys that got hurt and that were out for the year, um, or you know six plus weeks, and then I finally was like you know what I'm gonna trade, I can't remember the players but I ended up getting Josh Jacobs and a second round pick I think, and it. I feel like it really set me up. My receiving core is still not the best. I had Michael Pittman, and I still have faith in him. I I was very high on him as the year started, but obviously that didn't pan out with the quarterback situation. But I've got some youth at wide receiver. I still got I got Josh Jacobs on my roster. I've got some picks. Yeah, I probably made some mistakes along the way, getting rid of a first round pick for 
I think it was I think it was Lamar Jackson. I think I gave away a first round pick for Lamar Jackson early in the year. Um, came back and stung you a little bit, and it came yeah, it came back mm-hmm. and just bit me right in my booty, my booty cheek, son. But you know, I think I'm set up okay for the future. I'd like to get back in the first round, but I don't think I'm going to make a move like that this year because I'd have to give up, you know, one of my core pieces of my roster and I can't afford to do that. So I think I'm just going to eat it and try to get some good value in the second round. Cause I have multiple second round picks. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but I agree with you as far as, you know, trying to take the youth, you know, trying to just continue to keep your, your team young and ride that wave. If you can keep a guy like a CMC and ride him until the end and still able to trade to get some juice at the youth, you know, I think your I think your roster is going to be okay. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Sorry if you hear a dog barking. That's oh, okay. I'm going crazy. But I, the question I wanted to bring up to you: so, say you have a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, right? For example, okay. yeah, getting up the, getting up there in age 30, 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's turning thirty one this next year. What are you doing with that? With a with a question with the question at quarterback. I know Kyler Murray probably won't start the season there. And even guys like uh, Godwin or uh, uh, Mike Evans, quarterback questions. If you have those guys, what do you like? What, what would you do in the dynasty situation like that? Like <clears throat> my personal opinion on the DeAndre Hopkins side of things is I was a big proponent of selling him last year. And it really worked out if anybody listened and mm-hmm. actually did it because of the, number one, the suspension. Number two, Kyler Murray threw a fit like a baby. I mean, he, he was more concerned about playing Xbox. Um, and then he got hurt. I'm still on the proponent of selling Hopkins. I don't think he's ever going to be that elite receiver. He might sneak into the wide receiver two range if he continues to play. But I don't see that juice from him anymore. Obviously, he's got great hands. The dude can catch anything that's thrown his way. But he doesn't have the speed anymore. Like, I'm a proponent of selling him. I'm a proponent Mm -hmm. of selling Mike Evans. Godwin, it all depends on the quarterback situation there. You know what I mean? Like, he's very, I don't like to use the term injury prone, but... He is very injury prone. Like Godwin, I think you can get, he's young enough. I think you can still get a decent value pick from him. I don't think you're going to get a big value pick from Hopkins or Evans, even based on their name. Because Evans is getting old too. Yeah. I think you might be able to get some picks and sell those two guys to a team that has like nothing nothing at wide receiver and they're like oh my gosh they're giving me got or they're they're giving me Evans and Hopkins like two big names I think Mike Evans will still produce a little bit this next year but he's definitely not you know you're you're basically just hoping that he scores you know six to five to seven touchdowns on right the is Kyle Kyle Trask that's their projected starter right now mm-hmm and especially at that Brady uh, retirement. And to be honest, there's there's some really there's a there's a good crop of quarterbacks coming out this year, and um, I would assume that Tampa Bay's in line to get one of those quarterbacks, at least try to get one of those quarterbacks. They're a team that is obviously quarterback needed needy. I don't think mm-hmm. 
I know that they're going to probably give Kyle Trask the opportunity right off the bat, but I I don't know that he is. He just feels like some of those other NFL quarterbacks that come in, and it just it just feels like he just feels like a backup to me. Right. So one hundred percent. That's what I would do, honestly. If you have one of those guys, Chris Godwin, if you want to hold on to him, you can. I think there's still good value there, but I still think you can probably get like a second round pick for him. Maybe a, the the higher the higher second round picks. Maybe if someone's like massively desperate for a receiver, maybe back end of the first round. But um, yeah, as far as like Evans and Hopkins, I don't think you're going to get much value for them anymore. I mean, do you do you agree with that, or you, do you mm-hmm. have another? Do you have do you have no, any other? No, I, I I like what you said there, just because of the questions at quarterback. I mean, who knows? This is real early that we're talking about specific players, just because free agency is going to be wild. Oh, hundred percent wild this year, and the draft. Bears already came. Bears, I think, came out Monday and said, "Yo, we want to trade. We don't. We want to trade the first pick." We're listening to calls. Yeah. So it's like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Because like what you mentioned Pittman earlier, that could be sexy depending oh. on if the Colts go up or move up. Like, right. there, there's so many question marks in the NFL right now to where this whole process in the next couple of months going forward is going to be so fun. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm very excited. One thing I am starting to really hone in on is the quarterback situation for all these teams. And all these rookies that are coming out, like I, I'm very interested for one quarterback to see where he's gonna go. Like, and I won't say it yet. We'll say it next episode because okay. I think I think next episode, we'll, yeah, I think next episode we'll talk a little mm-hmm. bit about some players that we like coming out. Um, well, at least in the next couple of weeks. But there is one quarterback that I'm absolutely in love with. I think he has all the intangibles for everything in the NFL. Um, so I'm very excited to see where he potentially lands, but yeah, I mean, basically if you are in a dynasty league and your commissioner has set it up and he's got the next season started and rolling, don't be afraid right now to reach out before all this hype, before all the hype train of the rookies come in, reach out to these guys, offer some trades, try to get the ball rolling on some things because you want to stay ahead of that curve. You want to set your team up and set your strategy up before, like almost potentially even before the NFL Combine because right now is the time to to start looking at trying to trade for picks and stuff like that before someone realizes, oh, crap, no, I'm not trading this pick because I know who I'm taking here. It's a big risk-reward strategy. 100%. Doing that before any before any news drops, before before people sign. You're taking a risk doing that. But the risk could potentially be the game, the, the season-winning move for you going forward, hundred percent, or setting you up for success in the next couple of years. I totally agree with that. I think it's just going to be, it's going to be crazy. I think this combine is going to be really, really nuts. And there's going to, like Jay said earlier, I think there's some underrated players that are really going to turn heads. But. Jay, do you have anything else to add to the dynasty talk? No, no. It, it, this is going to be a prolonged talk over time. We just mm-hmm. want to get this out there to see just the early stage of dynasty to help y'all out to see. Hey, start looking at it. Start offering trades. See where you're at. Just to get ahead of the curve before other guys in your league who probably already doing so 
just to set right. yourself up for success in the future. Right. Jay said it perfect. Like we want to make this topic last of, uh, a, a little while because this is such a nice topic to talk about this time of year. Um, so yeah, be expecting a lot of dynasty talk, be expecting some potential mock drafts coming up players that we really like coming out and, and so on and so forth. And then boom, combine's going to be here. We're going to start talking about that guys. What we decided to do is we are going to record on Sundays or Mondays and then have the episodes come out on Tuesday morning. So that way it's fresh in your brain, get you juiced up for the week. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of how we want to do it. We're going to do one episode a week. And then after the NFL rookie draft, we might maybe potentially do two a week, uh, with Mm -hmm. some mock drafts, like maybe one mock draft every other week and really talk about, you know, players and and just how things are progressing and, and so on and so forth. That's what we really want to dive into it. So, um, yeah, Jay, if you have nothing else to add, I think we can probably wrap this episode up. Yes, sir. All right. I'm Gucci. That's all right, boys. Until next week, peace out.